Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you for, I guess it's episode 702. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, it's about bartending, Keys life and life in general. Uh, So I went to see the cardiologist yesterday and I found out some additional news and I was really, um, for those of you who were just tuning in, uh, the... Uh, back in early March, well, a little less than a, yeah, a little less than a month ago, I had an arrhythmia and I had no reason what caused it. And I won't go over the details of what happened. But the biggest thing that was always kind of, I guess the only word to use is vexing. What vexed me was that I didn't know what caused it. So yesterday I went to see the cardiologist. It took a while to you know, it took a while to get an appointment with him, but he was the one that originally did the catheterization to check out to see what was going on. And I didn't realize that the uncertainty and the randomness of the arrhythmia really bothered me, really bothered me. And um, so yesterday I went, I had, uh, they said I had a fully blocked artery, but I had uh, workarounds, you know, different blood vessels develop on your heart when you have one blocked and they start compensating for it. So I'm scheduled for another procedure later in, you know, in a couple months. So um, we went and saw him. He told me I could go back and start uh, training and doing a little cardio, going light and doing that. So and, and told me about the weight I can about going to work. So I'm going to talk about going back to work and that stuff. But on the way back home, I'm, I'm thinking about these things. And I said, oh, my God, 100% blocked artery. I, I didn't think I'd have that. I was pretty healthy. I didn't eat like a healthy person. I worked out. I thought the working out heavy would. Oh, that's me. I'm going to pause this for a second. I got to take this. Yes. And we're back. That was the gym. And. Uh, as I was saying that I'm coming back from the cardiologist and I'm pondering the heart uh, blockage. And then I thought, wait a second. That is one of those things that apparently sound like bad news on the surface. But once, once I processed the information that I got was that I had a blocked artery and the other ones compensated and they wanted to do a angioplasty to open it up. I thought, I processed all that. I said, wait a second. It's not as random as we thought. It had, what happened was the blockage. There was some maybe plaque breaking off and blocking one of my other arteries when I, when the incident occurred, when the arrhythmia occurred. And uh, so, I mean, that's the way I choose to take it. It sounded like, it sounded a lot better to me. I said, wait a second. A blocked artery is better than nothing, you know? And I go, well, yeah, because... If an arrhythmia is just striking out of the blue for no reason, then I don't know when it would cause. Now all I have to do is take care of these things. Watch what I mean. Make sure I, you know, get whatever taken care of that needs to be taken care of. Let me move my chair up. I'm hitting my backboard here. You hear a little shaking going on. But so that added some peace of mind to me. And I was still thinking that. And then, so once I got that news and I realized... I have to take it easy, but I have to start. So 
we were coming back from Miami. There's little traffic. It was, you know, it's a Friday, beginning of uh, the end of uh, Holy Week, right? Good Friday. So there's a lot of traffic coming down and waiting to come in and I think, well, I should just go to the gym today. And say, why all of a sudden, Jim, do you need to go that day? And I said, because I want to start my recovery as early as possible, not start it too heavy because I figure I'm doing it. I'm going to be chipping away at these milestones, doing a little run, you know, a little elliptical, a little treadmill, a little rowing, some lightweight lifting, adding an exercise a day, maybe, you know, starting low. That's, I'm thinking, I'm going incremental. And because the nice thing about it, like I said in previous episodes, is like the, it's the journey. It's the journey of getting healthy and getting fit, not not necessarily the maintenance of it. That sounds it, it's nice to see benchmarks that you meet these met benchmarks from time to time. So here I am. I'm watching my heart uh, heart rate. I'm trying not to go. Uh, I'm trying not to go. I'm watching that it doesn't rise too much above 120 until I'm able to handle that, right? Because I used to work out when I'm working out really hard. I work out with my heart rate between 120 and 130 and try to sustain it there for like 20, 30 minutes to get some good cardio at it, which it looks like if I'm able to have this procedure done, I'll be able to go back to that. I know, it's crazy. Why are you in such a hurry to come? Because you know what? I feel great. I feel great when I'm doing that stuff. And you know what? Maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. I wasn't eating. Uh, I was eating too many animal fats and proteins and didn't do enough vegetable and staying away from the sugar and the dairy and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I can do that. I gave up drinking, for God's sakes. How hard that would, would that be? But I'm excited to start back. And I'm all right about starting out. You know, when I was younger, it kind of sucks when you go to the gym and you're lifting up, you're lifting light weights, right? It's kind of wimpy. You got a guy, I went in today, I'm in the gym today. It's my second day back. And there was this guy, kid in high school, and he has the, uh, the local high school, he has a powerlifting record for the high school. And here I am, you know, working out with 10 pounds. You know, it's not that I can't go heavier, they tell me not to, so... I'm talking to a trainer. Luckily, I work with trainers. And these trainers actually have degrees. And and this guy, Matthew, tells me, he says, um, he he says, listen, there's, um, he says you can lift up to 100, um, up to 20, so you should should only do 10. And then I said, well, I can do incremental adjustments, right? Not day to day, maybe, but week to week. Like I'll work work at a certain level, and then step it up, add some more exercises. That's what I'm doing with uh, my cardio. I started out with um, what was it yesterday? Twelve, twelve, and twelve. Twelve minutes, twelve minutes, twelve minutes on the cardio, and then today I went to thirteen, thirteen, and sixteen for the treadmill because the treadmill's not as it's easier to monitor a treadmill for the heart. Then I can keep it right under 120. You just adjust the, you just adjust your, this is the way I do it. And it's, it's exciting to be starting that journey. And I'm probably just going to increase the intensity and keep the amount of time I'm doing it, which is about an hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes. So 
I'm going to probably max it out at 20, 20, 20, or 30 and 30, depending on what the exercise is. Not to bore you with the minutiae. So with all this in mind, getting in shape is so I can go back to work too. Now, the bartending job, uh, you know, because I'm able to do that, you know, I'm working out, I'm getting myself conditioned so I can work. Uh, I think that uh, my first shift starts this coming Wednesday. I'm back to work. I'm back bartending. I think I'm starting out three days a week. I may make it. I may make it up to four or five days a week, and uh, still doing my notary stuff. And next Friday, I'm scheduled for the spin class. I don't know if I'm going back to a Monday Friday thing or not. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it, and. Uh, I think there was some question of whether I was going to be starting Monday doing it. But I guess Monday I maybe need to take a class to see how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm being in a class, taking it, take it easy, watching my heart rate, see where I am. And uh, so it, it's, it's really – actually, I have to admit this. A lot of times you get kind of jaded – in your work routines. And you don't think about what you've accomplished either at work or when you're doing what I'm doing like with exercise. You, ne- you never think of your accomplishments that you get done each day. Just the will to get up and go on. And you don't appreciate it really, do you? I didn't. At least I didn't. I don't know if you do. But I I appreciate now when I get on that uh, elliptical or the treadmill or the rowing machine that I can do it and I'm looking forward to those incremental gains that that journey that I have and I'll share it with you when I go further on now now I have to get my head into bartending mode and start thinking about those things about what I got to do um I'm very, I look forward to seeing my regulars come back and some of the tourists. I'm going back right at the end of season. This weekend is one of the busy seasons and then it kind of slows down and we pick up around Mother's Day and things like that. The weekends get busy. So I'll be there for that. I have uh, an interesting summer coming up. So I will... You know, and we will be approaching. I'm going back to bartending, so, and I might be branching out to do another thing, just to diversify a bit. But I don't know yet. I don't want to talk about it. And when I'm saying it's not, I don't mean diversify when it comes to podcast and doing YouTube video. I still do the YouTube video. I mentioned earlier in the week, I got better internet, meaning more, I guess, the speeds, higher speed internet. So I'm able to accomplish the things I've been trying to accomplish with uh, the podcast and the YouTube video. I don't know if it's I should be saying YouTube or just say video because uh, I can do it also on Spotify too. But I don't, th- you don't see, I don't, I never hear a lot of people saying to watch things on Spotify or Google or anything like that. But I'm going to try and see how that works out and try to make it into the show I envisaged a while ago, envisaged like I have a big, like I have a big view. I'm a big view of a big picture. I'm a big picture guy. Not really. Speaking of big pictures, the other day, 
always Friday. I'm not going to say who said it, but someone says, hey, happy Good Friday. And I thought, hmm, for some reason it caught me. And I thought, happy Good Friday. Is that the thing you say, happy Good Friday? It's like you never hear anybody go and say, happy Pearl Harbor Day. What's happy Pearl Harbor Day? Well, that's when it was the Empire of Japan uh, had a surprise attack against our naval installation in Pearl Harbor in 1941. December 7th, the day that will live in infamy, according to Franklin Delano Roosevelt when he made a speech. Or no one says happy Holocaust Remembrance Day. No, it's a little dark. I know we say that. But you just got to be careful when you congratulate. Happy Indigenous Extinction Extinction Day, you know? Oh, happy, happy, uh, Wooly, the anniversary of Woolly Mastodon Day. Happy 9-11. No, just not one of these things. You always say someone gets some kind of day off. In, in the memorial service, like Happy Memorial Day. Think about that. Happy Memorial Day. Now, someone of my half glass full kind of persuasion might say, well, we're happy for the people that sacrifice them. The Memorial Day is when we memorialize the people in our country, United States of America, or I guess it was also the colonies too, because there were people died before there was in the United States of America when it was the colonies during the revolution. That you're you're memorializing these these men and women who made the biggest sacrifice for their country. So is it appropriate to say, well, it's like going to marriage. How's the funeral going? How's the memorial? Happy memorial to you. I mean, do you, you, you know, there's a bookend holidays, and one's the Memorial Day in May, and Labor Day in September. Now, Labor Day, when you're celebrating labor, yeah, you're celebrating a day off, so yeah, it makes sense. July 4th, July 4th, Independence Day, you celebrate that. Easter, you celebrate. You know, Jesus coming back from the dead. Jesus re- re- resurrecting. Christmas, Thanksgiving, you're giving, you celebrate giving thanks. All makes sense. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, you're celebrating your birthday. You know, so whenever you say, you say, listen, I hope, if something is say, I hope you have, you know, there's always different ways you could say things like that. And it says, listen, I hope you're spending this day, uh, Memorial Day, in a suitable manner. Thank you for your service. Well, let's thank those people for their service. That's Memorial Day. Or Pearl Harbor Day and say, listen, learn a little about, you know, learn a couple stories about what happened in Pearl Harbor and what happened afterwards. 9-11, remembering what happened on that day in New York, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. A lot of people don't realize that, right? If it wasn't just all 9-11, which was 22, it'll be 22 years ago. And when 
the two planes went into the World Trade Center. The one went at, down in western Pennsylvania and the other one that went down in uh, Virginia at the Pentagon. So you can say, you know, I, I hope I hope you spent it in a suitable way. Right? You don't you don't celebrate things that aren't worthy of celebration. And I don't even think you like should celebrate even things that are kind of bad for anybody. Really? Think about think about that for a while. If you're and people really I know they get a little pissed off and stuff like that and I apologize to my friends, Italian Americans. But you know, there's a reason why Columbus Day is not a big holiday for Native Americans. They see it as the inception of European invasion to the North American continent or the Western Hemisphere. And the slow demise of their uh, autonomy in different areas where they get pushed back so why would they celebrate? Why would you expect them to celebrate Columbus Day? You know? Why would you expect the United Kingdom to celebrate July 4th? That's fun. That's always a good question, though. There's a good one when you go like this and they say, if you want to, if you ever get a question like that, do they have, do they do July 4th in whatever country? But you can say in the United Kingdom, do they celebrate July 4th? And you know, do do they have July 4th in the United Kingdom? And yes, they do have July 4th in the United Kingdom. It's just July 4th is just the date. The 4th of July, the celebration, it, do they celebrate Independence Day? No, maybe Americans there do. That's got to be something. You're celebrating Independence Day. In in London, say fireworks, and say, listen, we want to get a fireworks thing and all that stuff, and what are we going to do? We're going to be celebrating our separation from you. That's kind of like if you're married, been married for a little while, and all of a sudden you say, you know, I'm going to have a divorce, but I want to have a party. I want a party for my divorce, the anniversary of my divorce. Where do you want to have the party? I want to have the party at my ex's house. We're going to have the party at my ex's house. And now I'm going to celebrate our legal sundering of our relationship. I don't think the ex, I mean, unless they're happy about it, as happy as you are, I don't think that that would be, that would go over that well. Not at all. For almost any celebration and stuff like that. I mean, they, so almost any of them. I mean, ha, uh, Halloween. There's some religious sects that really think that Halloween is, is a satanic holiday. That it worships dark, worships dark forces and stuff like that. So they don't, oh, or, you know, but Thanksgiving, I can see Thanksgiving wherever. How can you, how can you argue against Thanksgiving? Give them thanks for the things you've had. Now, you can probably, if you're a Native American, you can say, well, this isn't, a lot of the things that happened or said they happened didn't really happen that way. Well, and actually, if you think of that holiday, giving thanks for for the things you have, then there's really should be no 
and you know, if you just emphasize it and say, listen, we're not going to be focusing on the uh, the questionable myths of Thanksgiving, whether they're question, let's say they're true or not, the idea behind it is a good one. So it's it's worthy of the thing to say, yes, it's true. It's good to give thanks and have gratitude for the things you receive. Same thing as Christmas, giving thanks for it. I mean, the idea and sharing with others, using those things in Halloween, Halloween, Christmas. Wow, where the hell did I go with that? So while I was thinking about those things, I was thinking about how, you know, you don't really want to do those things. I also think about um, you know, I think they're maybe neglected. They're not necessarily a holiday. They're not necessarily holidays, but I understand there's the spirit behind it. But, you know, we, we give a lot of symbolism to things that shouldn't really have meanings to them. Right? They shouldn't have. Like, colors should not have meaning to them. And people say, well, what do you mean, Jim? I said, like, if a kid, if a baby's wearing pink, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. It's pink a girl color. It's blue a boy color. We call it that, but it's just a color. Some people look better with certain colors on. You know, some guys that look good with pink and some girls that look good with blue. Why not? What's the big deal? How it's 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 as if I know there's probably a better explanation for it, but in a lot of foreign languages, they have genders for nouns. And I don't want to get caught up in the discussion about genders, gender assignment, stuff like that. But I think nouns should be neutral. Should be neutral. Like, and, and, and that's where English probably got it right, didn't they? There's really no masculine and feminine form of a noun. I mean, there's, you don't look at lion and say, well, that's a, or, you know, female, whatever. Or car. La, la voiture. I think it's la voiture. Why would that be feminine? Now, le voiture. Or le Oh, what's for an airplane? L'avion, perhaps? I mean, why would there have to be a gender for an inanimate object? Even if it's an object that women are more likely to use. So we assign things meaning that don't necessarily should have meaning, like colors and things like that, like black, red, blue, pink, um, red alert, 99 red balloons, 99 Luft balloons, as the song by Nina was, and I think it was 1982, 83, but that was a big hit then. You have red, red being angry, blue being this, and people symbolize that. They see red, and they did some psychology how people react to these colors, and I don't know if people react to those colors because they're socialized to react to that color 
or custom this react that color or it's just the way the color is it shouldn't be that way and the same thing goes for shapes and i always thought there was a favorite shape out there and all the other shapes got put by the wayside think of it the circle the circle got all the prime descriptions you got uh, prayer circles circle of friends circle the wagons nights at a round table all the other things donuts cupcakes ice cream cookies they're all round right so you know and and square you know let's get squared up let's there's no you know you got square trying you do have other shapes and stuff like that to do it but circles just seems to get so many insider you know, inside the circle, whenever anybody has a thing, you're either inside or you're outside. It's not necessarily a box. It's a circle or a triangle triangle or a pentagon. Think about how many times a pentagon. The only pentagon you really knew is that building. Uh, it was a temporary building built during World War II to house the Defense Department of the United States. And the only time someone sees a pentagon right now is they think of that one thing. Think of a circle. There's a million of them. A million things you could think of with a circle. A square. You think of rooms, maybe. Square dance. Square deal. You know, we're all squared away. That's a good one. But you don't, you don't, you got triangle. You got trilateral. You got those things. But it's not a lot of things for triangles. Nothing for rectangles. Rhombuses. Isosceles triangle. Acute triangles. Uh, octagons, hectagons, all those things. All their circle is, is an infinite-sided, um, you know, polygon. That's what it is. It has an infinite set of points on it. And each point, you can have a straight line come off. And that's, that's what a circle is. It's an infinite signal. Why would you favor one over those? Just as color, numbers, months. You know, you know how I feel about astrology. You know, where, you know, just because you were born, you were born in August. Some star system, thousands of light years away, determines what your personality and characteristics are going to be. I think not. And just like I think symbols and things like that, we do assign meaning to things that should have no meaning. And then we forget about things, we let things go that should have more meaning to us. And I'll try to remember what one of those are, one of those things are, but it isn't the color of your shirt or your eye or the month you're in or... Um, I hate to say it, feng shui. I look, oh, here we go. What do I got here? I got to take this phone call. I'm going to end this right now. I'm going to talk to you later. You take care. Bye.